Welcome to the Besides Still Waters Roundtable. We're your hosts, Ricky, Brady, Jonathan. Pull up a chair and get comfortable as we dive into God's Word together. Hey guys, good evening. It is a it's Thursday. We've not been on a Thursday before. Um, so we are here tonight. Um, Ricky is not feeling too good this evening, so he's not with us. Um, unfortunately, but we have some special guests. We have um, Jonathan Reed's sidekick, Christina. What's your What's your fire number? You don't know what your fire number is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, twenty eight sixty one. And we also have some very special guests from the balmy South. Um, Flynn and Donna Richardson are here with us tonight and we are going to get started um, talking about some pretty cool things that happen in Mark chapter 2. Take it away John Mark. <laughs> so we're going to pick up in verse 2 and for the verse a little bit here we're going to read verse 2 through 5 to get us started. Soon the, oh I messed up, begin right off the get-go. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on, the mat, on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. So, you want me to start us off? Go ahead. Take it away. Um, so, in reading these few verses that we just read, what, what really stuck out to me was um, the faith in so many different ways. The faith that there was so much opportunity for them to walk away and wait for another time to speak to Jesus or wait till he came out to mm -hmm. speak to him. But instead these guys got up there, carried their friend up there and put him through the roof to get there. And it just, it's just amazing to me that. To well, now we spoke, of, we spoke about the physical effort of that before. And we'll talk about that in just a minute, but maybe you guys know what was involved in digging a hole in that roof. <laughs> I guess it would depend on the materials of the roof, but they a lot of times they would go on the top of their houses. They would have an area where you could go like upstairs. Like a loft like kind a, of yeah, attic. Yeah. Meditation room. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they had So there would have been tiles involved tile. if if it was if they had one of those. It doesn't specify. Mm -hmm. Either way, you mm -hmm. think about putting even your smallest friend mm -hmm. on a rug mm -hmm. and trying to carry them dead mm -hmm. weight. There, there's no comparison. When all they could have done was wait and until Jesus came eventually out. Eventually, this mm -hmm. he was going to come out and mm -hmm. he was going to walk by. If they sat mm -hmm. there and waited, he was going to walk by. But but they they had to have planned it mm -hmm. to have the ropes. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they're planned, and they probably knew that there was a big crowd there. Mm -hmm. If if as many people were there as you know as indicated. Um, and, and kind of going off of that, you're, you know, we, we deal with it now 
everybody's so busy, it seems like, but, you know, they chose how to spend their time. They could have went and done something else in the meantime and met with him, but, you know, I feel like we've got to do that too. We've got to sit down and say, look, this is this is time for God. Mm-hmm. We, we, we got to get in there. Mm-hmm. But you got to think of the efforts as well. If they would not have put in that effort, what would have been the outcome? If they were just sitting out there, would that have been, you know, proven to everyone around, you know, how much they trusted in Jesus and the ability? I mean, what would have what would have happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can sit and have great thoughts about doing something, but they actually <laughs> did it. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> and they and they went through with it. Yes. It's so easy to plan in your head. Mm-hmm. I think are you a cleric? Huh? Are you a cleric? Remember John Dean did the whole personality thing uh, back when we were in youth. It was a, um, a melancholy, phlegmatic, choleric, and a... That was a couple years ago. You were in youth, right? That was a long time ago. I mean, I was in like yeah, yeah. high school, I guess. I'm like... Oh, you hush. <laughs> I'm like a split. I'm like a split something. In something. I thought I remembered you saying yeah. that you were you had some choleric in you. And they, yeah. they had really good ideas, and they like getting started on projects. But can't. But they can't finish them. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. These guys demonstrate follow through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perseverance. Mm-hmm. Perseverance. Yes. So that's like faith without works is dead. Faith with works is what this is. So, mm-hmm. so they didn't just sit somewhere and say, "Well, God will help us mm-hmm. whenever, whenever He's ready." They actually. Well, we're gonna make God help us today. Yeah. 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 We're gonna put put we're our need in front of Him. We're gonna put our effort in. We're not just yeah. going, we're not gonna sit here we're not gonna sit here and wait for somebody to yeah. bring us food. We're gonna go and they knew where to, to go. They to need to go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Straight to the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, on, um, Wednesday nights before we went out was no, maybe it was the first round. Anyway, it was a Wednesday night service. Thomas was talking about going boldly to, to God, going boldly into the throne room. And whenever we bring our petitions to him, you know, going boldly before him, that they did that. And they literally put their need at the feet of Jesus. Four of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. I can't get four people to agree on anything. Yeah. Find, find <laughs> one. It would be awesome, but there's four of them. This guy had four cool friends. Very. I loved him. That's so true. I mean, that, you know, it was really just the guy that reaped all the benefits of, of the healing and minus, you know, the people that got to witness everything. Mm-hmm. But, they all were for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it doesn't they say, all were willing. It doesn't say that this guy had faith. Mm-hmm. We don't know which one of the five had faith, but one of them had enough faith, mm-hmm. not just in itself, but he had enough faith to show it to four other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would they not have all? Yes. They all probably had some. It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say that. I mean, they did lower him down, so they probably had. I would have to have some faith. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not curious. Whether it be faith in Jesus or faith in the friends. We talked about last week or the week before that they're all together now. We've talked about who you surround yourself around. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you don't have me, I wouldn't have to have any faith. If, you know, Flynn said, this is what we're doing. This is is what we need to do. And if, if somebody, it, just take work. If you're working with somebody and they show up and they're like, you know, you're kind of sporadic or something. They say, this is what you need to do. And this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Well, you're, you're there. 
Like you're like, okay, well this person knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, if one of them just had that, mm -hmm. it could very well be. When one falters, another can lift them up. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. happens a lot through our Christian life. We help each other. That's a good point. That's true. Now, Donna, you had spoken before when we were kind of brainstorming about faith and trust together. Yes. You want to elaborate on that now? Well, I, I suppose I will. <laughs> segue into I that. shall try with help. But, um, yeah, to me, um, they go hand in hand because um, a lot of people can, like, ride an airplane. You have faith that something's going to happen or you have faith in someone as they did with Jesus, but you have to have trust because not everybody that comes to Jesus for healing, like I said, gets healed, but you trust him. Mm -hmm. It's the person. It's more about him. And uh, guys can elaborate on that a little bit more. Well, uh, the, you, you got to trust that if like you were talking about the healing, that if I come in here today and say, God, I, I need this healing. If it, if it don't, if I don't wake up in the morning and feel it, you've got to trust that, that there's a reason. Yes. There, there is a, exactly. there is a reason somewhere, and you may yeah. not ever really understand it. Mm -hmm. But he mm -hmm. said, I had a pretty big experience this week uh, with that. That I just broke down, cried. I didn't know what he was trying to tell me. Um, and once again, I, I reached out to David. And talk to him or I talk to Christina, then reached out to David. And, you know, like he said, you know, there's something there. You may never see it or he's setting you up for something bigger. But, you know, like you said, that trust, you know, you, you got to have it right along with it to be able to to make that happen. Oh, yeah. His will, his perfect will will, you know, continue. Like somebody once said that uh, real faith isn't believing everything's going to be OK. It's believing that whether it's OK or not. God's got it. You know, you mentioned before that not everybody who comes to Jesus for healing receives physical healing. But I just read, read over this again. Whenever you said that, I thought about this and I read over it again. It doesn't say here that these men brought their friend to Jesus for physical healing. Ah. It just says that he is sick with palsy. So, what if they brought him to Jesus for that forgiveness? And I mean, you know, when we, we always say, find yourself in the story and, you know, the sick man, the, the paralytic man is, is someone who's lost, someone who's without Christ. And yeah, he had the influence of his friends. He surrounded himself with good people who brought him to Jesus. Um, and he, he, yeah, he doesn't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't ask for physical healing. His friends don't ask for physical healing, but Jesus knew the kind of healing that he needed. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just so happened. Well, I think we're going to get into that later. What can Jesus do in a situation? We bring him our hearts. We bring him our faith. And it's like, what can he do in the situation? Mm -hmm. I need to be able to accept what it is, but I'm just giving it to him. And apparently they just gave him their friend. Mm -hmm. then. And mm -hmm. now what is Jesus going to do? Mm -hmm. Because we know he can. So I'll read um, Mark 6 through 12. Um, I guess it's 6 through 12, right? Yeah. Or two? Two, yeah. Um, but some of the teachers of religious law who are sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. 
Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. So the very first thing that I thought whenever I read this, was I thought about the blind man in um, John 9, 2 and how, you know, the Jesus and the disciples are walking past him and the disciples, I think it was disciples, asked him who sent him or his parents. And Jesus talks about how he is blind through no thought of his own, no sin of his own, but that um, he's blind for a purpose that would be fulfilled through him. Um, how is this different? Why, why did the man and the blind man was afflicted? not through sin, but the paralytic man was afflicted through sin. Well, actually, all affliction comes from sin, the fall of man, and all the negative aspects of life are a result of sin, in a general sense. But not every specific affliction is a direct result of a specific sin. If somebody's got COVID, you can't say, aha, you, you uh -huh. sinned somewhere, but you, you can't. Only God knows lost. Right. Uh, but uh, the, the man, he pointed out, to, he was going to heal that the blind man and uh he was pointing out to his disciples that actually god had planned all this ahead of time uh, it wasn't through his sin or his parents sin but there's a purpose in his blindness and it's going to bring glory to messiah if you will so um in this case of uh, this man jesus that you get the impression that his friends did bring him for healing you know mm -hmm. you got the impression they they let he's on this mat he's paralyzed he can't move and they let him down through the roof and but then Jesus doesn't mention his affliction. He says, "Your sins are forgiven." Uh, but in this conversation that she just read, the connections made between the affliction and the forgiveness. So in this case, it could very well be that his affliction resulted from disobedience. So the blind man, Jesus still says specifically that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. But in this case, you get the impression maybe, maybe, and Jesus looked far behind his physical ailment to his spiritual problem, which is the most important anyway, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, dealt with that, dealt right. with the root cause, mm -hmm. and then uh, dealt with the other. He, he's right. dealt with all of it. Which of the course, day was done, the man went home whole in every sense of the word. Yeah. Just, just like you just said, is something that we need to take in too, that looking at somebody and their appearance, that don't matter. Yeah, never judge, yeah, right. That don't matter at all. That, that just when you said that right there, that kind of, Popped in my head something that we can do daily is don't matter somebody looks like we have to that. work on that yeah because we're by nature you form an impression you know yeah so we have to work on that but God he, he I think he pays very little attention to the outside which is good for me <laughs> but but he looks inside you know oh where's it at uh, man looks at the outward Samuel appearance. yes. When uh, the guys were standing before the prophet Samuel, one of them was going to be the king, and God hadn't told him which one yet. And he looked at these these sons of Jesse. Oh wow! I bet that's going to be the king. And then God says, "Don't look at him. Don't, don't look at the, his stature and his size, because God sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus is doing right here. Of course, he's God, mm -hmm. but he's looking at the heart of the man and mm -hmm. sees the real issue. Even if he doesn't heal him, he solved his greatest problem. 
-hmm. which is the need for forgiveness. You know, so. mm -hmm. And he solved that first. first. The, yes. the physical healing seems to be a byproduct mm -hmm. of the spiritual well, healing. Which got to prove a point to the stubborn religious crowd. Yeah. So I think it was just, the, like you said, the, the physical part was just Actually, for the okay. show. Like yeah. The to, side effect. To, for the people that weren't getting it in here, as we're, we're fixing to read, mm -hmm. they weren't getting it in here. It showed them, well, you know, kind of like, like I, me and David were, mm -hmm. were speaking earlier, we're visual people and seeing mm -hmm. that it's like, well, when he says something else, I need to listen because I just, mm -hmm. I just witnessed what he did. Did you just see what he did? Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. kind of that visual point of him trying to get that across. Mm -hmm. exactly. I have a hard time reading this and I know it's easy for us to read this and, and to honestly judge those people that judge mm -hmm. Jesus. It's, it's like, you know, you had, it's, we're jealous. I'm mm -hmm. jealous that they got to be in his presence. Had a living Bible. And they got to see yeah. him. And they yeah. got to see these miracles. And a lot of them are like, so prove it more. You know, mm -hmm. they want more. Mm -hmm. And we have a we have this amazing mm -hmm. book. And we have our faith. And our, But you know what? We have to rely a lot in faith and yes. in his word because we don't have him here. You know, we have him mm -hmm. spiritually. But it's just, it's. We don't get the chance to just see mm -hmm. all these these amazing miracles in that way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I have a hard time with that. I think mm -hmm. it, it really it makes me have a hard time that they second guess. But it's just like Jonathan said, you know, mm -hmm. they they also right. didn't have this book, mm -hmm. right? So they didn't have all of his his amazing things just piled into one. Everything that happened, you know, we have a lot to go by, and that they did. Mm -hmm. This was new. This yeah. was not the you way. Take out, yes, you yes. Take out like I told Christina and, and uh, Sylvia, we were speaking earlier, that you take out this Bible, even if you give it just to the preacher, mm -hmm. you take this Bible and just give it to you. You come and the only thing we have is Sunday morning mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock. We have an hour with mm -hmm. you at the church and we leave. Imagine us only having that and then Jesus coming back. We're gonna. We would question a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you're probably not. You you have the Bible. You 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 already have all these lessons ready to rock and roll. But all we've heard is what the Sundays that we've what been in front of you. What you've told us. We we can't do this. And this is this is a good thing and a bad thing. But we can't go right here and He's referring to his phone. look it up. Oh, sorry. But we can't pull up the Bible. I mean, they couldn't pull up the Bible app and be like, well. You know, like we're sitting there talking about it and you're bouncing back to, you know, First Samuel and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But that wasn't mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But like you said, also, like, hey, I, I'll follow you around. Come on back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on back. Indeed. You know? Indeed. I'd like to see you. So after um, the episode where Jesus heals the paralyzed man, we read in verse 13, Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. When the teachers of the religious law who were 
Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners. They asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. All right, thoughts? He had such good, good comebacks. <laughs> so this is he had such yeah. good comeback. And and this is Levi who would become Matthew, right? Yes. He was Levi first, and he would become Matthew. He wrote the Gospel right. of Matthew. Yes. yes. I love how he just drops everything. He's like, okay. Did you imagine you're working and someone says, Well, that right there just oh, follow me. <laughs> kind of what we were talking about before. You just said that, that, you know, Levi turns to Matthew and wrote a book in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But right here yeah. in Mark, he's called scum. He was a <laughs> tax collector, and people looked at him with Jesus and was like, Jesus, what are you doing? What kind of person are you? He sees the potential. In people, he knows what he's going to do with them. He knows what his plan is. It's like Simon, the, the great Peter. We know him as Peter, the apostle. His name was Simon. Jesus named him Peter. And when he first met him, his brother Andrew brought him to Jesus. And Jesus sees him coming and says, "You're Simon, but you shall be called Peter." So immediately, Simon, by the way, Simeon is the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It means unstable, wavering. Okay, Peter is rock. So Jesus says, I know what you are now, as your name signifies, very unreliable, mm -hmm. right? but you'll be solid as a rock one day. And so he was, and he became, after the Pentecost, you know, he preached 3,000 people were saved, and he became a great leader in the early church. So he sees the potential in him. Again, he sees the heart. Here's Levi working, doing his everyday job. He's collecting taxes. His family probably hates him. Everybody hates him. The Romans don't like him. They're using him, uh, but he's getting rich because that's what tax collectors yep. did. So he's looking after himself, but he's not satisfied. Jesus knows it from down inside. He knows what he needs. So he just comes by and says, follow me. Yeah, and he does. Just wow. So well, he, faith. Knew, he knew to pick him in order, kind of tying in what we were talking about last time with friends. He knew to pick him because I bet I'm just think, he probably was a pretty good tax collector. So <laughs> yeah. he picked him and he said, hey, Brandy, you know, talk to him, I, I, we're going we're doing this. We're eating. Having a party. Bring your friends. Well, 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 I'm going with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with you. I, I do, you're, you're good at your job. I trust you. I, I'm going with you. Mm -hmm. So he knew to pick him to get that mm -hmm. other group. Exactly yeah. so. Uh, to reach a group he maybe would not have been able to reach to before. To reach through mm -hmm. somebody else. Yeah. Right. Because he just had the fishermen so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All this is master plan at work. Yeah. All of it. And you know the fishermen, they were just He knew where he needed to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were just out there fishing yeah. fish. They were happy. <laughs> they were good. Well, most of the disciples were fishermen. At least half of them were fishermen. Probably couldn't even write their name. But Matthew was meticulous mm -hmm. with numbers and records. So uh, he got. So the Lord already knows I'm going to use him to write, tell my story because <laughs> mm -hmm. he's not only literate but very good at it. The book of Matthew is my favorite book in the New Testament. It, it's the, it's, it's really it. awesome. Mm -hmm. It's the doorway into mm -hmm. this. And look where he started. Yeah, <laughs> collecting taxes for an occupying army. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that he started there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about how Jesus is eating with these sinners. And a lot mm -hmm. of people today like to teach that God is love and God is love. But he's also a God of judgment and righteousness. And when sinners come to eat with him, there's change. Yeah, there's change. Yes. Begins to change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and so and that's I know I think we talked was it here we talked or was it when we were actually in person we talked about people um, saying that Christians shouldn't judge and, and we shouldn't judge but Jesus judges and we can't forget that we can't just bypass that because yes he loves them but if they have Jesus in their heart if they dine with Jesus then there is a change that takes place they don't continue sinning well, as Christians, I think we want the best for people, too, because we're supposed to be Christ-like, and that's what he wants. He does want to see their full potential. He knows what they can be, and I think if we're Christians, we sort of sort of see that in people, too, and we mm -hmm. don't like to see a lot of the sin and the mess-ups mm -hmm. and stuff. We just want to, we want to pray for you, and we want we want you to do the right thing because we know that's what Jesus wants. Mm -hmm. Kind of like two different judges, like the judging people we shouldn't do Jesus did. but you coming to me telling me something judging me that way when we had that relationship that hey Jonathan aren't you, why are you doing that mm -hmm. hey, I, I've seen you here why, mm -hmm. why are you doing that for the better good it's yeah, not I, think judgment. We, I think and in I our minds the word we put is judgment I did a podcast on that yeah it's criticism but I think it's in our mind mm -hmm. we're, we're judging. <laughs> like if I just see somebody out on the street and I'm like, oh, they're doing right. this. That, right. We're not supposed to do that because we don't really know them. But Brandy coming to me or my wife coming to me saying, mm -hmm. why are you doing that? You know, better. Mm -hmm. I think there's kind of a, we use the word, she's still judging me, but not in that way and there was certainly the bad kind of judgment that we see from the pharisees when they looked in the house which by the way are there no doors or windows on this house people can just see into it very different words okay okay so they look into this house and they see him and they they judge in a way that we shouldn't judge because they only see half of the story they don't see the hearts like jesus was able to a couple things stand out to me first of all first thing levi does Jesus says, follow me. First thing he does, he says, I gotta have a party, man. I gotta tell my friends. <laughs> so he, he invites all his friends over and says, Jesus, bring your disciples. And I'm, some disciples are like, I don't know about this, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know who those people are? Because yeah. it was uh, the scum of the earth. Mm -hmm. The only friends he had, no mm -hmm. reputable person would be seen with a tax collector. They were usually criminals. Right. I mean, really, they were like a mob. Mm -hmm. So that's the only friends he had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he invites people, you know, other tax collectors and sinners like him. And then the second thing, a quote came to mind. I don't remember who said it. It's not, I didn't, it's not original to me, but somebody said that God sees someone and, and he loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, what you're doing right now. He loves you. He loves you just as you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Spot on. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's going on. Jesus goes in and says, I'll be glad of you. And, uh, you know, we should be open to not judging people, but we might want to be careful doing like Jesus. we're not Jesus. Right. We don't have we don't have the same strength he had. Mm -hmm. So to put ourselves in a position um, in, in in the rough side of town, for example. Right. We might want to think twice about that and be careful how we go about that because we're not him. Mm -hmm. we, we're trying to be like him, but we have our own issues to deal with. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful. There's a passage in Jude where it says we should reach out to sinners uh, some we should uh, save with That's fear, so snatching them out of the fire, mm -hmm. hitting even the garment defiled by the flesh, which means being very careful not to fall in. If you're trying to reach that sinner who's guilty of doing that, 
be sure you don't fall with them. Right. You know? And so, so we're not Jesus, but we let him do the judging. And because he only he can see the heart. When he looks, we can't. None of us can. He'll lead us there too. I and he, yeah. he leads us. But I, I've always, I've loved that. I don't remember who said that. You might can find it if you Google it. But well, he loves that. you just as you are, no matter who you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. It's exactly what he's doing. Right? And I know I keep saying this, but everything I feel like is kind of tying back together. We, we spoke earlier about him using this paralyzed man that he he said your sins are forgiven. And we spoke about maybe that was just the visual side of it. Mm -hmm. Well, right here, he, he had the fishermen. But mm -hmm. They're there. Yeah, they're already following. But what would... If they would have walked by and seen him eating with a bunch of people that believed in him 100% for him, came in, they wouldn't have got the same effect right. as these mm -hmm. the, the worst people. Mm -hmm. As you said, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you're you're a whole lot more history, but the worst people walk in the streets. Mm -hmm. You walk mm -hmm. by, you move away from them, you don't even rub up against them just yeah. in case. And there he is. And he's got them sitting mm -hmm. in the middle, yeah. sitting in the middle of the of the thing. And I think the more and more we've talked tonight, the more and more I've seen that the whole point is Jesus in your heart. The sins, mm -hmm. you letting that go. Mm -hmm. But also I'm seeing that Jesus came down here to his main goal was not to beef up the people that already were there. Mm -hmm. He came to show that, look, mm -hmm. I'm here for you that's following me now, and I'm here for you that's heard of me, mm -hmm. and you've bashed me in the ground for however yep. long. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for you that's never heard of me. Mm -hmm. The whole so he, the yeah. he showed any yeah. lost. And, and I think that well, that's why he hits on in 17, that a sick, uh, what is it? Healthy people don't need a, a doctor. Yeah. What does he say? Yeah. Yeah. They better hold, what is your saying? You don't take a healthy person to the doctor. Yeah. Okay, the sick yeah. Need the, the sick need yeah. the doctor. And, and that's how we see the, the man with palsy and Levi come together because they were both broken, but in different, well, I don't know if they were broken in different ways. I guess you could say in different ways. You know, the palsy man had a physical ailment yep. but he also had sin in his heart levi you know there's no evidence to suggest that he had any kind of physical problems but he he was a sinner mm -hmm. and and he Nobody lived a that. wicked life yeah. mm -hmm. and he he came to them like a physician to heal them um well i've heard the old preachers say you can never get somebody saved until you get them lost <laughs> i love that they have to know. They have to understand that they're spiritually sick. That they need. There's something they need. I heard today somebody called in. The quote that they lived by was, we have to fail fast, but learn faster. So that was, I heard that and I was like. But it just shows to anybody can, anybody can do this. Don't, don't use an excuse. Let's go. We've we've proved it tonight that mm -hmm. these guys. He does not judge where mm -hmm. you know. He just wants you. He just wants you to come. Come to him. We've went from 
like we talked about. We went from these guys that could have waited outside to bringing this guy through the roof. And then we've got that guy going on about his merrily way. And he says, <laughs> come on. All right, come on. And then okay, you're with me now. Uh, I mean, we calls him out. <laughs> the whole block. And, you know, one, you get one thing from this tonight is, you know, if you have faith and you, you let him come into your heart wholeheartedly, you can't just say, Jesus, I, I really need $20 to buy some gas tomorrow. And you may not get it. I have faith that you'll give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it don't have, I mean, you have to be in there that there's a reason he wanted you to run out. Mm -hmm. there, if you're mm -hmm. locked in there and it don't matter what you've done. And we went from both mm -hmm. spectrums. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't know this guy that was paralyzed. They all could have been following him from day one. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but we went from one side to the other and, Exact same outcome. Jesus is in charge. This all these situations. Can <laughs> yeah. you tell that yeah. everything's going the way he's got it planned? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I grant you that the Levi didn't wake up and say hi. Ah. If, <laughs> if, if he walks by, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board. I'm going. Yeah. And, and it's just anyway, like you yes. said, he works different than, than everybody. He, he does. He knows the heart. He, he was paralyzed too. Sin and selfishness paralyzes you, cripples you, it renders you useless. Sin and selfishness does that. Only the other guy that came down through the roof, he just it was, everybody could see it. Matthews mm -hmm. is in his heart. It's just moral in a way. But. Well, you take that, the physical out of that paralyzed, and you just say that you could add in there that, that this man was paralyzed from spreading God's word mm -hmm. from talking to people, not physically. He mm -hmm. take that sin out and mm -hmm. he's healed to, mm -hmm. to be able to talk. I mean, mm -hmm. you use that analogy. However, you, you could change it up. You could change it all up. But. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is really good. Because we can try. We, we can. I think that's what sets us back every day is well, I need this going on right now. I, I feel like you're doing it. And then you wake up and you're like, no, well, I'm going to do it. And it's like, mm -hmm. he, he knew, he knew. So grab your four friends. Make sure they can lift <laughs> you up. Yeah. Good discussion, guys. Well, nobody has anything else? Well, closing out Fundy, my friend, of course. Okay. Gracious Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for letting us be here with these, our friends, our family in the Lord. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, whose master plan is phenomenal. We think about your power to heal if the need arises and it's your will. You can do anything you want, my Lord Jesus. But you get to the root cause of whatever it is holding us back from doing what we're supposed to be doing, whether it's Levi in the tax booth living a, a life of betrayal, or a man paralyzed by perhaps bitterness, perhaps hate, greed. Lord, you forgive and you cleanse and you change. The, our belief in you and your initial touch of us is just the beginning. You have a whole world out there waiting for us, Lord, as we follow you and let you change us. Lord, again, thank you for Christ Jesus, your Son, our Savior, 
your blessings be upon this church and this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, guys, we want to say thanks for listening. While you're here, jump over and check out our daily devotion for a great 10 minutes or so with the Lord every day. Also, if you're in the Denton area, come on and check us out at Somerville Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. Again, thanks for your time, and we hope you have a great week.